Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at charis.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at charis.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for your word. As we hear your word, we pray that reveal yourself to us. Help us to have an encounter with your word. Let us have an encounter with you through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Did you, did you realize how powerful the spoken word of God is? Virtually every testimony we heard this morning, he said, and pastor said, and pastor said, when word is issued out from this platform, it carries weight because Holy Ghost is at work here. The Holy Spirit is at work here. That is why I know someone's life is changing. Someone's life is changing for good, for the better, in the name of Jesus. Before the end of this week, Someone is going to be surprised. God, this one is too much. God, this one is too much. I can literally hear someone saying, God, this one is too much. God, this one is too much. Receive that miracle. Receive that favor. Receive that grace. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be. I want to, this month is the month of new beginning. Let's all say new beginnings. New say it again. It's a month of new beginning, and I want to teach in that light, in that regard. Normally, usually the way new beginnings we teach certain principles, but I just want to teach you the key fundamental principle for beginnings. The title of today's message is In the Beginning Was the Word. <laughs> in the beginning was the word. Shall we all say that together? It's on the screen. In the beginning was the word. One more time, please. In the beginning was I believe you can say it louder. In the beginning was the word. Louder still. In the beginning was the word. Can I hear ladies? In the beginning was the word. Ladies, one more time. Gentlemen. In the was the word. One more time, gentlemen. In the was okay, let's all shout it out. In the beginning was the word. Pastor Wong quoted a scripture, a very amazing scripture, in Isaiah chapter 43. And it's like she was reading my notes. She hasn't seen my notes. She didn't have a clue, an idea about what I was going to be preaching on. And she quoted the scripture. And that was the first scripture, 43 verse 18. That was the first scripture in my notes. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. I said, was it on Friday? I suppose it's probably, no, not Friday. Maybe Wednesday, I suppose, or leaders' training. One of the days recently, I said about how you don't go forward looking backwards. You know, you don't go forward. Everyone is meant to look forward, going forward. You, 
you, the only reason why we have to look back is just to learn from history. Because one wise man said, His, history repeats itself and has to repeat itself because men don't learn from history. <laughs> so the only reason why we have to look back is just to learn from history, learn from some mistakes, learn from how you didn't do some things well, how you could have done it better, learn from that, and then move forward. But you don't go forward looking backwards. Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting about the past and pressing on towards the mark of the high quality of Christ or moving on, pressing on towards the, for what Christ has been apprehended by Christ. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. And so you, it is necessary to move forward. We have to go on. And then the scripture says that forget the things of old. Forget the things of past. It is a deliberate mental exercise. You have to do that in order to go forward. Some things that, there are some things in the past that is not worth remembering because it will zap emotional strength from you. But that's what the Bible talks about. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It must be a, an intentional mental exercise to block your mind from some unnecessary things that come to plague your heart, that comes to afflict you, that comes to, to destabilize your emotions, and for, that, for which reason it slows your, your movement forward. It doesn't really add to you, it rather slows you down. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Like that boy who broke your heart some time ago. You're still thinking about it? Four years ago, you're thinking about it? And every relationship you are in, you are still thinking about, hey, he broke my hand, he broke my hand, he broke my hand, he broke Now, this guy has bought a cake for you on your birthday. The guy used to buy cards. This one has bought cake. Yeah, he still broke my heart. I saw the cake. I remember how he broke my heart. I remember. And you are not enjoying the cake. <laughs> the older you grow, the more you realize that some unfortunate, unpleasant, and unexpected things do happen. They do happen. But you have to thank God that even though they happen, they can, you have to choose that they can't hold you down. Some things happen like you have when, when someone is involved in an accident and their leg is chopped off. Those things like it's a permanent reminder your leg is gone. But some things happen and they may have a strong emotional impact on you and you can choose to receive healing by the Holy Spirit and decide to run forward. Tell somebody, run forward. There's a song Ron Kellenly's song, he said, if you catch hell, don't hold it. Uh-huh. And if you are going through hell, don't stop. What you do, you go ahead. You go ahead. If you catch hell, if you catch hell, don't hold it. And if you're going through hell, don't stop. You go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Some of us have been through hell and we may be going through hell and you are trying to pack and stop. <laughs> don't stop in hell. Keep going. Keep going. Hallelujah. Amen. The, we had some of the testimony, negative stories they had, negative news they had, but they said, no, I'm still because I have a word to stand on. So the scripture tells us that forget the things that are of old, uh, the former things, nor consider the things of old. Go to the next verse, verse 43. Let's already out now. Let's go. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? it will, I will even make the rose in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God said a strengthened road in the wilderness and, and river. Did it? Rivers in the desert. You don't have rivers in the desert. You have oasis. 
It's oasis. But God said, this one is out of the norm, out of this world. I'm about to do, the new thing I'm about to do, people haven't heard it. He said, in Habakkuk chapter 1, I like that text. Habakkuk chapter 1, I think there's 5 and 6 verse. Habakkuk chapter, look at it, I like that text. God is about to do something for someone. I said, God is about to do something, verse 5. He says, that look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your day which you would not believe, though it was as you were told you. There are some of the things that God is about to do, it will be mind blowing. If they told you, God did this, he said, No, no, I can't, I, I don't believe that. It's amazing. So he says that I'm about to make rivers, rivers in the desert. I'm about to make a road way in the wilderness where there seems to be no way. God is making a way for someone. Drop the case. Stop worrying about that. Everything shows that this thing will not work. Everything shows uh, that it's, it's, not, it's going to be a, a, a difficult time. Everything. Stop, stop considering the negativity and begin to consider what God is saying. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The problem of some of us, particularly believers, is we consider too much the current situation we are going through. Yeah. So when God's word, it's, it's like the cacophony or the, our system is so choked, no space for God's word to be able to even penetrate and come through. It's like a, 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 you know those cars that safari, they go and race. Sometimes the dust and the mud covers the whole car such that sometimes light cannot, light rays cannot even come through the glass. Yes. That's what's happened to us, some of us. Our situation blinds us so much or we get entangled so much or encumbered so much in our situation. Sometimes when God's word is coming, we don't even see the word. We don't make room for God's word to reach us. And God can help you outside of his word. God can help anyone outside of his word. He said, I'm about to do a new thing. When they are told, you'll be, you won't believe it. You'll be astounded. When you hear about what God is about to do, people who haven't seen you for a while is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time they see you, they can't trace where you, where you are coming from to where you are. They can't trace. They say, ah. The blind man who was healed was born blind. When he was healed, people say, ah, is he, he's the one. Others say, no, he's not the one. I said, no, no, he's the one. He said, no, no, he's not the one. And then the Pharisees asked him, ask the parents, is that your son? He said, ask him, he's of age. Ask him, he's of age. Because, see, I see that happening to someone. People, people will have a problem believing and accepting that you are the same person. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear what the Bible said? The Bible says that um, who would have said that Elizabeth would have given sack to a child? Who would have said that Elizabeth would have breastfed? People have written her off. But a word of God came. It doesn't doesn't matter what men have said about you, what document. See, some of us believe too much in documents. We are surrounded with document, document, credit history. You see, you don't, you don't need, you don't always need a good credit history no, 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 to no, enter no, into no, destiny. No, no, no. <laughs> Some don't believe it because the system has miseducated oh, yes. them. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> miseducated them so much. Did you think that Usain Bolt has a good credit history? What has that got to do with his destiny? No. 
His destiny has to do with running. Yeah. Yeah. Running, running everywhere. Now, I'm not saying mess up your history. No. But sometimes what has happened in the past can't help you. So see what you can do about now. Thomas tomorrow and run forward. Run forward. I've been with seven boyfriends. And so what? And so what? If God didn't kill you and you are still here, I'm fine with it then. (laughs) He didn't get it. He didn't get it. He didn't get it. I've done this. I've done this. God does not focus on what you did. God does not focus on what you, what did I say? What, what you did. God does not do what? Focus on what you did. It is religion that tells you what you have done and people focus on what you have done. That's why you have to check what you do because people will come after you after that. Yeah. People who focus on what you have done but your destiny is not with people. Your destiny is in God. So what I'm trying to say is what yesterday is gone. You can't do anything about yourself. Haven't you realized that? That's right. What, what can you do? What technology can you, dis- can, can you, can you, can you uh, invent to change the past? What can you do? Nothing. You can't do anything about the past. But most of us are always moving forward, stuck in the past. The devil is a liar. Yes. Tell someone it's a new day. So, so he says that it's a month of new beginnings. Different things are going to happen. New things are going to happen in somebody's life. God told Joshua, he says that this man shall be the beginning of months. Now listen to me, what I'm saying very clearly, brothers and sisters. I, I even thank God for the kind of testimonies we had. Virtually every one of the testimonies that and pastor declared and pastor declared and I decided to latch on now watch this see when I stand here and I begin to minister or anyone who stands under my anointed here and begins to whether guest minister or home minister when you stand here you are operating under my grace once you anyone who stands here and begins to issue God's word did you hear Carlin he said the guest minister said delayers are not denial and she held on to that Anyone who, who stands here and declares the word, what is happening like I'm speaking God's word right now. Watch this. Do you know what's happening? I'm operating in a certain frequency. Say frequency. frequency. And it's up to us to tune in into that frequency. Even me, the deliverer of the word, I have to tune in into that frequency. And when you tune it properly and make sure you fine tune, it's easy. You're able to tap into it. Every miracle, every delivery God, you tap into it freely. Now, so if I said the way was, I think that uh, some train, one of these trains, I said, if I'm operating, okay, on, uh, I'm transmitting FM 91.8, and you tune into FM 91.0, you may not get it. You won't get it. What, what will you get? Another, another station or... And guess what? There are people listening to God's word right now and you have tuned in and you are receiving something from another station. And so when people say, Pastor, say, Pastor, you are wondering what is about. I was also here. No, you were, you were here, but you were tuned into another station. Pretext. <laughs> I'll preach. You have to tune in. It is, this is a spiritual thing, brothers and sisters. As soon as I'm going to show you how to receive God's word. As soon as the word is delivered, you have to put aside everything. 
so you can tune in because it is the word that can help you not just a pastor the word is what can help you the word is what will help you the word is what is helping us shall I believe in the beginning was a word wow you need the word tune in now now watch this some people are here they are even not FMO AM MW. They are not AM. It's AM. MW. Media wave. Somewhere. So you are preaching God's word and not the year. And people are shouting, Amen, Amen. They are wondering. Yes. They are catching some other things. That's what happens. But guess what? As you sit here and you tune in and you open your spirit, you had a lady testimony. She said, when I came to church and pastor was preaching, I tuned in and said, I know it. The gentleman said, as soon as I brought my seat to the altar and pastor said 10,000 pounds, I didn't know. I didn't know. That tells you this is not a man's thing. I didn't have a clue. Some of you were here when I called Carlin. Yes. The last, the, 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 the day of the fasting, she, Grace Seminar, uh, uh, Grace Seminar, she, she, according to, I don't even remember, she said she was the only one I called out. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, I remember. That was last two weeks or last. No, no, last week. Yes. And I poured oil on I remember. And I, I brought her here. I poured oil and I said it is done. Monday, Tuesday, things began changing. He said, I have not heard from the home office for three years. Three years. Oh, you touch his head. And within three days, within three days, within three days, the home office called. I see you are next in line. 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 Shout hallelujah. That sounds, that sounds strange. That sounds strange. But it's just Haika Tamuto Sobarianka. Listen, it is the same God. It is the same God. What is it that I said? What is it that I cannot do? It is the same God. Last year's fasting, this same woman came, tapped into it, cancer was cleared. The same spirit that is working here. Why is that so someone's swollen leg is not going? If cancer has gone, it's fibroid what God can't take away. It has to do with frequency, tuning in. Because it takes the word. It takes the word. It takes the same word that was declared or that is being declared. It takes the same word. Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Shout in the beginning. God always, he's a beginner. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was void and without form and... Darkness was upon the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the deep. And verse 3, Bible said, Then God said, Say, God said. When God begins his beginning stuff, he starts with his word. Bible says, 
Then God said in verse 6, and God said in verse 9, and God said in verse 11, and God said in Genesis chapter 1 verse 14, and God said in verse 20, and God said in verse 26, and God said in verse 29, and God said, God kept saying and saying and saying and saying because for God to help you, for God to do anything, it requires his word and that is why I stand before you and I'm declaring over your life that today marks the end of your afflictions today marks the end of frustration your life will never be the same again from today in the name of Jesus God said let there be and there was God said and there was God said and there was as for God his way is perfect the word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all those who trust in him. God's word will deliver for someone. Amen. God's word will deliver someone. So when you hear it's, it's a new day or it's a month of new beginning, please don't start looking for things. Start looking for his word. Because it does it on the premise of his word. It does it on the premise of his word. I see someone's marriage being established. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. I'm telling you, it look, doesn't look, somebody here, it doesn't look like it's in view, but I'm telling you, I've seen marriage in view right soon. Yeah. You, listen, listen, you remember this, remember this. Someone is seated here, you have not even started planning for a wedding. I don't think you even have a man or a woman. But it's going to be so quick. I won't be surprised. Before the end of this year, it's going to be so fast. Suddenly, everything begins to change. Money begins to flow. Hell begins to come. And suddenly, you know agency in your spirit. My time has come. Not because you are pregnant, you want to marry quickly. But, but, but because supernaturally, the, the clouds have gathered. Things have shifted in your direction. I see it happening for someone. God works based on his word. God works based on his word. In the Old Testament, actually in the New Testament, there are two beginnings. The first beginning is the the beginning of the Adamic race. The beginning, how many of us are part of the Adamic race? Everyone alive. The first beginning, and how did it happen? Through the word. The second beginning is the beginning of the chosen race, which is through Abraham. He called Abraham and started the chosen race with Abraham. And we found out in Galatians that we are the actually true Israel. We are the true sons of Abraham. So, if you are born again, then you you are part of the second beginning. Though you are still part of the first beginning. You have the first beginning, that's the natural uh, race, Adamic race, and then the chosen race. In, in we are the son, he calls us the sons of Abraham, the sons of Abraham, the seed of Abraham. We are the sons of Abraham. Hallelujah! And when you look at it very carefully, when he was calling Abraham, when it, before he started the um, chosen race, a word came to Abraham. Genesis chapter twelve, verse from verse one. Bible says that the word of God came to Abraham and said, "Abraham, rise up." I said, "Here I am." Said, "Rise up and from your mother's house, from your father's house, to where goes where I'm going to show you." 
right? And so he began, and Bible talks about, I think verse 3, Abraham obeyed and took a step. Abraham left and went because he obeyed the word. When the word, when it's time for new beginning, a word is going to come to you. Don't tell me about new beginning if you have not received the word. No, you, 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 you can't talk about new beginning because it only begins with a word. In the beginning, was the word. Only begins in a word. Bible talks about how he holds all things by the power of his word. He, all, he holds all things in the book of Hebrews. It talks about how he holds, Hebrews chapter 11, actually verse 3, talks about by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. The worlds, all right, that we understand by faith that the, the, the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So it doesn't matter what you don't see. You will see very soon. As, 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 as long as you embrace the word, the word is what guarantees the manifestation of what God has purposed for you. You can't enter the promise without the word. So he said, I was holding on to God's word. I hold, pastor declared, and I held on to it. I held on to it. I held on to it. That, and, and then she said, uh, she checked her account. They have put some money in her account. She called the phone company. They said, oh, they, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? The word will work for you. Amen. The word will work for you. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2, it talks about how he opposed all things by the word of his power. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2, he said, uh, has in this last day spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed as of all things, through whom he also made us, uh, sorry, made the world. Go to verse 3, go to verse 3, he says that, who being the brightness, um, let me just make sure, I, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, it's verse 3 I'm looking for. Who being the brightness of, uh, of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Your marriage can be held together by the word of his power. Your health can be held together by the word of his power. Your finances can be held together by the word of his power. Your situation can be held together by the word of his power. And I I prophesy it over someone. That is what is happening in your life now. That is what is happening in your life now. He will never suffer defeat another day. He will not suffer defeat another day. This month will be a month of excitement. It will be a month of smooth sailing. It will be a month of smooth ride. It will be a month of living. It will be a amount of breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I've got a little time, short time now. Let me just get into a little bit of theological exercise. Possibly you can choose to call it exegesis. <laughs> theological exercise. Now, in the book of John chapter 1, hmm, the scriptures make us to understand that in the beginning was the word. He didn't say the word came. In the beginning, the word was there. In the beginning. Now, that in the beginning goes beyond the, uh, the beginning of time. This beginning is talking about before the beginning began. So in there, in there, beyond the beginning, in the beginning, before he said, in the beginning, the word was there. 
in the beginning was the word. And then he said the word was with God. Something that is with another should, should be separated and distinguished from whatever it is with. But then it raises another issue which throws us into a theological conundrum. He says that, and the word which was with God was actually God. Now, may I submit to you that the word reveals God. The word word is the definition of God. The word manifests God. So he says that there is no difference between the word and God. The word actually is God expressed, manifested, God revealed. So he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. But guess what? The word was not just with God. The word actually was God. And so God was with himself. The, that's what we call in theological circles the self Elohim, the self existent God. He exists all by himself without the help of anyone. He does not need anything to be him. Before anything showed up, he's been there. After everything has gone, he's still be there. He's just there. There. The self existent God. I call, I say, the self contained God. Everything he is, is within himself. Self-contained community. It's all inside him. So, in the beginning, now, I want to draw attention to who was writing this, this account. That is John. John chapter 1. Now, John had a very unique assignment in scriptures. John had a unique assignment in scriptures because John was a revealer of life. He revealed Jesus Christ and he's focused on life. And so all the others revealed Jesus Christ in a certain way. But he revealed Jesus as the source of life and the son of God. God in the flesh. Now watch this. I don't want you to miss it because it's very important. Let's get some theology in place. Hallelujah. So, so John reveals Christ as life. So he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. John is a very interesting person, a very important person in scriptures because he was given a very central and a very important place in uh, the economy of God. Now, when you study the Bible very carefully from Genesis to Revelation, what many people don't realize is this Bible, it's not about doctrine or theology fundamentally. Everything we find, you find in the Bible is about life. It's life. So in Genesis chapter 2, Bible says, and I think there's 5 or so, Bible says that, and God planted a garden in this world and, and placed man in the garden. And he, he uh, and, yeah, in the field, and uh, verse 4, for the Lord of God, all right, all right. So verse 4, I think it's, it's somewhere, the, go, 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 the, well, verse, somewhere to verse 6, somewhere there. God planted a garden in the, in, uh, in the beginning, called the Garden of Eden. And God made trees grow up. All kinds of trees. And God put the tree of life there. And also there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What verse is that? And out of the ground, yeah, in Isaiah, that's verse 9. And the tree of life was there also. The tree of life. Now say life. life. You find now when you read Revelation, life is still in Revelation. Tree of life is still in Revelation. And water of life is there. So he started with life and put man before life. But man left life and went for knowledge. 
but that's and so John presents Christ as life. Watch this. And so John uh, uh, occupies a very important place in the reveal, revelation of God's economy. And when you study the book of John very carefully, it's interesting. His focuses on life and building. Life and building. Christ is the temple. In fact, in John chapter 1 verse 14, he says that, and the word became flesh. The original Greek word translated, the word became flesh, translates the word tabernacled. So when we hear the word tabernacle, it takes you into the Old Testament. How the tabernacle was the presence of God in the midst of his people. God in the midst of his people. And so the word tabernacle, and then when you read that was in the same chapter 1 of John, John, Jesus saw Peter and said, you are going to be a stone. You will be called a stone, a rock, a little stone, a little rock, petrol. All right, so he says that you will be called a stone. Now watch, this very important because Jesus is... God's plan was to bring life into us and not just that, to, to raise a building for himself. Right. So when you check in Revelation, you find out the building is there. Actually, John, it was John in the, last, in the latter part of John chapter 1. A lot was said in John chapter 1. In the latter part of John chapter 1, it was John who said that um, um, Jesus told the guys that you ask the, the way the ladder See, Joseph slept and saw the ladder connecting heaven and earth, angels descending. He said, that's how you see the angels ascending and descending on the Son of God. So Jesus Christ puts himself. Now, the ladder between um, heaven and earth, when Jacob woke, woke up from his sleep, Bible said he anointed the place and said, this is Bethel. Do you know what Bethel means? Bethel is the house of God. Bethel, see, that's why I keep saying the church is the connection point between heaven and earth. Some of you didn't get it. The church is the connect. You know, I don't like going to some places, but I managed to go to some time ago. Um, Argos. When, you, when it's ready for you to, he said, go to collection point. <laughs> if you go to somewhere else, you'll get it. If you go somewhere, you'll get what you're looking for. All right. The earth is the connecting point and the collection point. <laughs> for someone's miracle. Uh, you are collecting your miracle right now. You are collecting your miracle right now. In the name of Jesus. Huh? So, the, the church is the connected. And all this was revealed by John. John occupies a central place in scripture because have you realized that the gospels, how many gospels do we have? Four. He wrote the last one. And usually, the one who has the last word. The last words are very important. He had the last word. And you know, how many books do we have in the Bible? 66 books. The last of the books was written by John. Revelation. And actually, the epistles, John wrote the last. Jude, Jude actually is the last one. But before Jude, first John, second John, third John was written. John has a very special place in God. And so whatever John had to say was very important. And it is John who said in the beginning, was the word. You want God to help you go for the word. In the beginning was the word. Everybody say in the beginning was the word. Say it again. The beginning of what? The beginning of what? I don't know what you are expecting to begin in your life, but the beginning of whatever it is, is the word. Someone say the word. In the beginning of that, that lady's, uh, our dear sister's, Immigration turn around. It's the word. The foundation is the word. God can help. Tell someone, God can help us outside this word. Say it again. 
Now it's so important we embrace the word. Bible talks about how everything in heaven and earth shall be shaken, but there are some things, the things that are shakable will be shaken, and the things that are unshakable will remain. All right. And then he went on to say that let us receive grace where we receive we serve God acceptably. Because God is a consuming fire, Hebrews chapter 12, from verse 25 to 29. So why, the reason why I said this is because um, some things will shake and go off. But the things that will not shake, it takes grace to assess it. So to assess, to assess new beginning, grace must be operating because it's always based on grace. God does everything purely on the grounds of grace. So there's none of us here who, who can receive anything from God Simply because you've always deserved it and you deserve it. It's not, it's not merit. He doesn't do it on the grounds of merit. He does it on the grounds of his own grace and mercy. All right. So grace is important. And, ha- and also, besides grace being important, grace is that you don't have to do anything about it. God chooses. All right. So grace means that God, out of his own intention, purpose, has chosen to do something. That's grace. Now, ha- to, for it to come around you or come into your life, it must take faith. It takes faith to begin to receive and to look forward to it, to embrace it, or to make yourself available for what God has prepared for you. That's why the just shall live by faith. Outside of faith, God can't help you. The lady said that, I, I, I said no. It can't happen. They said, I'm, very, I'm from grace. They said, Jesus! <laughs> she made up her mind. She made up her mind. I'm not going anywhere. My help is in the name of God. Some of us lose sight of God too quickly. <laughs> Some of us lose sight of God too quickly. When the enemy rears his ugly head, we quickly forget that our help is in the name of the Lord. There's someone here. Things are looking very, very, very grim and bleak. Hey, don't, don't be moved because your help is in the name of the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm telling somebody a word. Your help is in the name of the Lord. Your help is in the name of the Lord. Your certificate may let you down. Your con- contacts may let you down. Your associations may le- let you down. But guess what? Your help is in the name of the Lord. Shout, my help is in the name of the Lord. Say it again. My help is in the name of the Lord. So it takes faith to be able to access um, whatever God has prepared for us. Now, so how do you enter into um, new beginnings? New beginnings. As I told you, John has told us very clear. So it's unambiguous. You just have to look at what John said. Because John, you know what I discovered in my studies about John? John, in the scriptures, when you look at him very carefully, he, is, he has a mending ministry. Mending ministry. He mends. When Jesus, when he was called, he was mending nets. (laughs) Matthew chapter 4 verse 21. He was mending nets when he was called. He saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boats with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. John has a call, a special call in his mending ministry. So things that seem to have fallen out of order, 
You have to listen to what John has got to say because he has a special ministry for mending, mending. Whilst Peter, Peter's ministry was not mending ministry, Peter's ministry was fishing ministry. That's why when the day of, the day of Pentecost, he was the one who got up and preached and opened the door for a lot of people coming. He was the one to go to Gentiles' house first to go and get them. So he is a fisher, he goes out. But John is the mender. While Paul had a tent-making ministry, building, establishing systems, it shall be established. But John had a mending, and you, it takes life to mend. Sometimes when, you know, someone is wounded and they treat the uh, wounds, once you are alive and you go to the proper treatment, life, it takes life for the wounds to heal. But uh, have you seen a dead man whose wounds have healed before? <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't heal. Now, quickly, let me show you some things, and then I, I think I, can, I will end on that. In the beginning was the word. Let's all say in the beginning was the word. word. You know what, brothers and sisters, I feel there's a miracle atmosphere here. Because I'm trying to move past what I've said, but something keeps holding me to prophesy and declare something because there there is an atmosphere of miracles here. There's an atmosphere of miracles. You see, some have lost, I've lost some people. The tune, the tune, the tune. They are, they are on AM because a baby's crying, they move to AM. <laughs> I said there are miracles in this place. We are in an atmosphere of miracles. Excuse me, please. I am not saying this to encourage anybody. I'm declaring what I'm picking up from. And it's the same things that have been turning people's lives around. And your life will be turned around. But, but let me finish this thing. Now, so how do you expose yourself to the word? Or how do you operate in this word? How do you get the word to, to be established, to have foundation in your life to, to activate the new beginning God has promised? In fact, the Bible talks about let us labor to enter his rest. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11. We have to labor. We have to strive. We have to do everything it takes to enter. Because once you enter rest, the rest is, is, is settled. <laughs> the rest is no problem. Enter rest. Hallelujah. So we have to labor. Now, what do we have to do with the word? First of all, you have to create an atmosphere. Say atmosphere. atmosphere. Create an atmosphere for the word to flourish. Create an atmosphere. There are many of us here, we don't have any proper word life. Apart from what has been preached from the pulpit. There are many of us, we don't even have a Bible. This man, if I were you this month, the first thing I would try and get is to buy myself a Bible. When you get a pay rise, don't be thinking of buying that new shoe or that new wig. That lady's testimony is amazing. Can you, for the whole... Month of June, we are meeting every evening here. Morning, Sundays, morning and evening. Every day. And she was trekking, walking, like this bench, walking from Kampawa <laughs> to church. And when someone blesses her with money, she said, it's only God who can help me. She comes and dumps it. Whilst some people have spent 7,000, 10,000 looking for papers. And still, they are still looking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. You know, I keep saying, God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need my money. I need his help. And I can't bribe him. I can't buy his help, but I can express my faith through this. You you don't give tithe, and yes, you believe that God is blessing you to a certain... You don't give tithe. 
is an, a, a reflection of your faith. You are making a statement to God that God, I look up to you for my supply. I look up to you for my upkeeping. I look up to you for my provision. It's a statement that God, I know I live by grace. So if you don't tithe, you are hurting yourself. You are hurting yourself in your destiny. I'm, I'm, I'm a radical tighter pastor. I tight like I'm crazy. And sometimes I, I begin to ask myself. I literally, I, 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 I give like there's something wrong with me, Pastor William. I give. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Connect and collect. All right, quickly. Hmm. Bible talks about how Acts chapter, Acts chapter 2, verse 41, verse 41. They received the word. Let's all read it from the screen. Is that okay? Is that okay? All right, let's read it out loud. Let's go. And those who received the word are baptized. That just same day, 3,000 souls were added. You know, they gladly received the word. But let's look at Acts chapter um, 8, verse 14. Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Let's read it again. Let's go. When the apostles who... Shall we all read it? Is it okay? Let's all read it out loud. Let's go. Heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them. Now watch this. We need to receive the word. When the word is coming, don't block your heart. Don't block your mind. Receive God's word. You have to receive God. That is what makes the word work. It's only the word that has been received that works. Not the word that has been heard. Mm. The word received. People have to receive the word. Samaria received the word. And apostles knew that it's their their turn for another level. So they sent Peter and John. Because once you receive the word, you create the platform for God now. Flow, whatever you want to do. The next level you want to bring, God bring it on. God bring it on. In Acts chapter 11, verse 1, let's look at it from the screen and we're all going to read it again. Acts chapter 11, verse 1, let's all read it together, please. Let's go. Now, the apostles and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentile had also received the word of God. Gentiles have received the word of God. You know, it's, it's, it's a metaphoric statement. That means that you've opened your, he- your heart for Jesus. You've opened your heart saying that God, let your will, let your purpose. I surrender, I submit to your authority and you are in charge. You're connecting your faith. That's what, so you have to receive the word for the word to work. You have to receive the word for the word to work. You have to receive the seed of God's word for the, for the, for, for the seed to produce, for the seed to, to, to germinate, for the seed to bring forth fruit, hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. The word needs to be received. But it's sad to note, some of us, we don't even have the chance to read our Bibles because you know what? There has been a system that has been put in place to make sure you, you can be kept away from the word as much as possible. But you may not know. You may think that, oh, it's not normal life. It's not normal life. It's not normal life. It's abnormal spiritual life. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's, what did I say? It's an abnormal spiritual life not to be familiarizing and read yourself with your scriptures and be reading your own Bible. But you are very, very busy doing everything in life. 
How many of us are very busy? If you are not busy, I think we have to really, after church, call, call a meeting for you because <laughs> in life and in London, you have to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> if you have time, you come, let's, let's, let's we'll find something, the place is weed, we can't get you to weed the garden for us. But we are, we are all busy usually. But listen, if you are so busy, you can't have time to read the word of God, you are too busy. If you are so busy, you can't have time to bathe. If you are so busy, you can't have time to eat or, you know, brush your teeth. Then, sister, I think you are too busy. You are too busy. So, we need to create the atmosphere. You need to create a system by which you can always be making sure the word is getting into your, into your life. Putting the word in your life. And not just reading Bible, but contacting life from the pages of scriptures. God, speak to me. I'm receiving your word. And then when you come to an atmosphere like this, that is why I encourage, even praise night, we have to speak the word. Because it's the word. In the beginning was the word. Because everything must be on the platform of God's word. And so, you must make sure that when you come to church as well, and it's time for the word of God, that's not the time you're sleeping and dozing off. The devil is stealing your breast, but you think that you are resting. Be careful how you define rest. Because Samson went to put his head on Delilah's lap, thinking he was resting, not knowing he was about to lose his destiny. (laughs) Brothers, be careful how you define rest. So quickly, how do you receive the word of God? Number one, five things. Receive it with readiness. Readiness. Yesterday I was watching four four by one and I was watching Usain Bolt. I saw those who were starting, when they say on your marks, they went down. Said, now there's no one really uh, starts falsely because I think the the discipline uh, will be discussed. So I think it's good. And then they went on their marks but those who were taking over were standing. When they got there, they, I saw them doing something like this. Because when you see your baton is coming, you get ready to take over. All right? And so when you are receiving the word of God, receive it with readiness. Ready to run. I like the, the gentleman's approach. When he came and I was praying for him, and I said, I see God. He was screaming and shouting, Amen! Amen! Because he received the word with readiness. That's what makes the word work. Yes. They've been saying, you know, because there's this, this thing that God has called me to be doing. I've been given the privilege of praying for people. There are times I call people forward to come and pray for. The other time, you know, someone came to church and God gave me a word. I remember the day Pastor said he came. I saw a word. I said, someone sitting here, there's a document or something. And I said, come. The reason they didn't come. But, you know, for some interest, I wasn't bothered because I knew what I'm saying is what I've seen. Because you, I will hardly say anything to impress people. For what? To lose my ministry, to lose favor with God, I, I can't. Re- I will never. God is my witness. I will never reduce myself to trying to say things to impress someone. I will never. So if I call you, there are sometimes some people I don't, even, I don't even feel comfortable calling because they may think you are calling them because you know. Sometimes I, I you don't find me in that. That's the grace of God that God has helped me with. But when I called this person, they didn't care. I couldn't be bothered. It looked sometimes it looked embarrassing. But that one, I couldn't be bothered. When we close, is it when we close or a day before? 
The following day, Jesus came to me, Pastor. <laughs> I, I was the one here talking about yesterday, but I was shy. I didn't know if I should cover. I said, Sister, but by God's grace, now I've grown, so I was a pastor. I just prayed for her. Previously, I said, My friend, so what are you, why are you telling me? Get out of my face. <laughs> But I've grown. I'm growing in grace. Amen. <laughs> and I, I prayed for her. But you see, it's not me. I don't answer prayers. That's right. It's, God knows why he called. Yeah. You know, so there's a reason. But, uh, but you have to receive. She didn't receive it with readiness. You are looking for a miracle, but well, uh, let's call. Let's, uh, if you are looking for a child, come forward. Or you are looking for a husband, come forward. And you are sitting, sitting there. Meanwhile, you've sent all your details around to dating agencies. <laughs> Looking for a husband, but because you don't want people to see that you are looking for a husband, you are sitting there. <laughs> hey, receive the word with readiness. God has done a miracle for you. The next level is about to come. And the woman of God stood there. Say, if you have a testimony, share it. You are feeling too bourgeois. <laughs> I, I, oh man, I can't share my testimony. See, you are not receiving the word with readiness. And so you say, okay, God, wait, don't give me any miracle yet. But I see someone receiving a testimony. So, how do you receive the word? Did I give you a scripture for that? How could I have done that? Acts chapter 17, verse 11. Acts 17. Acts. A-C-T-S. Acts. <laughs> I took my time to spell it, you know. So I don't Acts. It says that these were more fair-minded. You see? Did you see that? It's fair-mindedness to receive the word of God with readiness. Not receiving God's word with readiness is not a sign that you are very intelligent. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a reflection that, yeah, you, 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 you have to. No, it says that these were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, talking about the Berean Christians, in that they received the word of God with all readiness and said the scriptures daily. See, they had a personal Bible reading. If you don't have a scripture, a Bible, how can you say the scriptures? Can I see behind those who don't have Bibles at home? So we can, I can buy some for you this week. Bible Gateway. And with some people will go on the internet. And at least it's good. Make sure you get the scriptures. But it's nice to hold the Bible. Have a, a Bible. When there is power failure. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yesterday I was having Bible studies. He asked me some questions. So he brought, bring us around 2 a.m. or so. Bringing some things out and... And I said, don't get your Bible, take your Bible. And he took his iPad. <laughs> but that's okay. He took his iPad. I said, yeah, have you found it? He said, no, I don't know. This iPad is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say in my head, I've got a Bible. This iPad, it can let you down. He said, I don't know. I think, um, what's it called? What do you say? No, what, which, which software is that? Olive Tree. I think Olive Tree, they are updating their software. So... <laughs> Hallelujah. I feel so good when I'm preaching from the Bible. Oh, it does something to my spirit. Sometimes I hold it deliberately and stand here. I, I just love it to be a Bible believer, holding the Bible. I'm so proud of the Bible. I, I will never shy away from the scriptures and from the Bible. Get your own. I know, I know your grandmother's will to you was her old Bible. But at least you to buy your own in addition to that will. So that you can also leave some for your children. All right, quickly. So, Berean Christians, Christians were fair-minded. 
fair-minded. They went to they they received the word of God with readiness. That is what makes the word work. Number two, gladness. We read it earlier on, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. Acts 2 41. Receive the word with gladness. Oh, I like Caris. I like Caris. Anytime you come and you are preaching in Caris and you declare what well, you see people do with gladness. Amen! Amen! And somebody will run in front. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody will run in front and come. I receive. I receive. People receive the word with excitement and gladness. That is why we are having so many testimonies in this house. That's why you, we, are, we are not going to stop having testimonies. Why? Because we are not stopping receiving the word of God. Glad- is someone receiving the word, the word of God? Someone is said about God's word. Shout hallelujah. Receive the word with gladness. Acts chapter 2 verse 41. Is that what I said? Acts 2 41. Then those who gladly received the word were baptized. You see the result? It's those who gladly received the word that were baptized. So as soon as you receive the word gladly, the other things follow. Everything that is supposed to follow your life this month, every good thing that is supposed to follow your life this month, this month of new beginnings, I decree and prophesy over your life. As you receive the word of God with meekness, as you receive the word of God with gladness, I pray that it will find an expression in your life. The word will find an expression in your life if you believe it. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Number three, quickly. This one is a nice one. I want to quote the text first. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. First Thessalonians, sorry. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. I like that text. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you are receiving the word and you are in affliction. <laughs> So some people, as soon as they go through some rough times, today I'm going to church. I'm trying to solve some things by myself. There's too much. There's too much. There's too much. I, I want to solve some, sort some stuff out. I want to stay at home by myself because it's too much. No, 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 no. It's not God's way of working. Run and go. In, in, in much, not small affliction, it's a much affliction. So you can be in the middle of affliction. The middle, everything around you seems to be turmoil. But guess what? The only word, the only thing that you must, you must keep going so that you can receive God's word is the joy of the Holy Spirit. So you can, God, did you see the, the, the contrast there? You can be in much affliction and yet the joy of the Holy Spirit is at work. So believers, we have a lot going for us. But it says that they, they receive the word in much affliction. When you are in affliction, please receive the word with joy. Okay, an, an example. Ah, um, um, I saw the seed. And when I saw the seed, I was believing God for a miracle the next week. And rather, I lost my job and lost my house. And now I come to church and the minister is talking about sow a seed or take a step of faith. You, will re- you are in a, a affliction of having lost your house and you are talking about so and your friends and your neighbors are telling you, you see this thing you have been doing in church I told you, I told you, I told you see some, the devil always sends some people to he will say oh the devil sends people even as God also sends people the devil will send people to come and speak to you you see this church thing you are taking it too far <laughs> how many of you have heard, heard, heard that before yeah. 
If they haven't said that to you, then I think you have to keep push, push a bit more. Because if you push, people will tell you. They used to call me names. Names. Prophets. Pastor. Hey, there comes the pastor. Here comes the girl. Here comes the pastor. They used to give some of our sisters around us. They used to call them Mary Madeline. Hey, Roman sister. Hey, there they come. Oh. That's okay. In fact, Jesus says, blessed are you if men call, revalue, and call you names for my sake. In Matthew chapter 5, I think verse 9, 10, 11. Say, if they call you names for my sake. So that's okay. They said, you are taking this church thing too much. We are getting concerned for you. Don't, let them know you to be a Jesus woman. Let them know you to be a, a Jesus man. And they will see the results later. They will come to you and say, you know, can you, can you, this is your Jesus thing. Can you help me with it? Because, and you tell them, kneel down. Lift up your hands. I remember years ago when we were boys, we were preaching and then one I hear an army commander in the barracks. My friend had to go and pray for him because he needed he was not well and he went with other friend and then they went I wasn't there, but my friend. Uh, when they went, they're going to pray for the man, army officer. Army officer. Then they asked him, say, Can we pray for you? He said, Yes, 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 yes. So oh, can you can you please kneel down and let's pray? He looked at her and said, Hey, do you know where you are talking? I should kneel down, you know? And the army woman they asked you to kneel down. And when we're in secondary school, when they ask you to kneel down, it's a form of punishment. It's a and you're asking a whole army officer, kneel down for me to pray for you. He said, You, don't, you guys don't respect. She wanted to tell me to kneel down. Hey. And I said, oh, so, Sorry, daddy. Sorry. Can we pray with you there? And then they held it like that and prayed because he wouldn't receive the word with readiness. <laughs> like Naaman. He wants to receive it on his terms. He wants to receive, wanted to receive it on terms. But when you are going through affliction, that is the time to receive more of the word. Don't sit your sorry self at home and say that I feel so down. It happens. Am I talking the truth? Am I speaking the truth? It does. There are times you don't even actually feel like going, and then you even feel like I'm upset with God. How many of you have ever been felt felt upset with God? If you haven't felt it, maybe you haven't been through much affliction. But it's coming. When you go through much affliction, you literally sometimes you feel, you, not that you are, you feel very accept, upset with God, let down by God, disappointed by God, and the question you ask, God, why? Why should that? Why, why me? Why all this? Why? Anytime asking why, 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 it's another way of complaining, soft way of complaining that God, you are not doing your job well. <laughs> Instead of asking God, I say, oh, unto the Lord, be the You don't like it, but great this. God, I will thank you. God, that's what praise is about. Much joy, receive the word. Hallelujah. Um, much affliction with joy, receive it. And then the last two is that, oh, I like this. First Thessalonians again, chapter 2, verse, verse 13. Oh, you will like this. Let's look at it. First Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 13. Is someone receiving something? You are blessed. For this reason, we also... Thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of man, but but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Receiving it, don't say, oh, eh, he has gone to read some stuff and he's coming to share with us. I can't wait. Me too. In fact, the other time I was reading the book of John. I saw something. Pastor hasn't seen it. When I give him the opportunity, 
He's going to reach something. So he's sharing it. So you begin to change your approach. You are re- receiving it as someone also saying something. I was telling uh, Pastor Dafoe that you see, in church, we don't come and, uh, normally, you know, fellowship, you can come and share something. No, in church, we come and declare God's word. No, share, 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 share. <laughs> you understand that? So the point I'm making is that you have to receive the word of God as the word from God, not from a word from man. It makes a huge difference. Did you see the lady? She said, my pastor has said it. That, that beautifully pregnant woman, I, I really appreciate her testimony, you know. She sat here one day, and I, I didn't know. I said, there's someone, God showed me actually, that there's someone there, you are pregnant, you don't even know. You are my witnesses. And the next day, she went to the hospital. Why? It sounds not matured enough. Went to the, the GP. He said, I want you to check me for pregnancy. And the doctor said, why? He said, because my pastor said, someone sitting around the area I'm sitting is pregnant. <laughs> now, it's not ordinary. Some people will wonder, but why? Gillian was anointing horse that was supposed to go for theater. Her horse. They were supposed to rush the horse to theater. She said, wait. She went to oil, anointed the horse, and then she was suffering some uh, discomfort or something. She also took some of the oil. The woman looked and said, what is this? He said, oh, this oil is specially prayed over by my pastor in our church. Ah! And so, in her heart, it changes the dynamics. It's not man just operating. This is someone operating under the influence, inspiration, and the authority of God. And that changes everything. And so, two people will bring oil to me. I said, let's pray. I pray, kabo, kabo. I pray, kabe, kabe. The same thing. <laughs> kabe, kabe will go. The thing will not be working. Kabo, kabo will go, and it's working. Yeah. But the same oil, they all bought it from Tesco, only but the same. So what changes it? One receive it as the word of God. And the other one receive it as the word of man. The way you receive the word determines how it will work for you. I see the word working for someone. And finally, so number one, how do you receive the word? How do you receive the word? Number two? Number three? Number four? Receive it as the word from God. And then the last one, I like this one. James chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 21. James chapter 1, verse 21. I like that one. We have to read it from the screen, all of us. Let's go. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Did you see that? How do you receive the word? Humility, meekness. Meekness. Maybe, hmm, I don't feel happy about this word, but I know this is what the scriptures say. Let me humble myself and receive it. Let me humble myself and receive it. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) People from receiving the word is, I've heard this over and over and over. When you hear someone talking that way, I've heard it over and over and over and over. That the person that the miracle from the word will stay very far away, over and over and over from that person. Because the same word, nothing new. So if you come with this approach, oh, this one I've heard it. I know it. Before the pastor quoted, I know he was going to quote this one. Before he spoke, I know that's what he was going to say. As soon as there, there are some people, you know, some of you, you know, you may sit near someone. Pastor says, okay, let's turn our Bible to First, first Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Then they begin to write to look for you. They won't open the Bible. They say, I know what is there. 
as new one, maybe these are the systemic of the world that you may grow. They begin to do. So, see, there's this, there's this, I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. There's this approach people sometimes come upon with the word and they know that I know it already. Instead of receiving the thing, it doesn't matter what I know. Listen, even if a child, two-year-old boy, stands here and quotes the word, please receive it with weakness. Even if someone who just got born again and he has not even changed his shoes or his jacket and his, the way he looks, so, so, you know, sometimes church people know the way they look. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes some people look different. They, maybe someone comes here can't tell, and his testimony, there was a guy who was giving a testimony and he used the S word. We forgot him. He was uh, almost stopped by the, at the border in Northern Ireland. I forgot his name. Uh, and he, he, first place, yes. He said, when the, the, the guy stopped him, he said, he used the word, he said, hey, today. You know, but, but people like that may be coming and maybe t- God has, we've given them opportunity to say, don't listen to the word looking at the people. The one, once it's coming from the, the life center of God's word, just open your heart and, and receive it from God with meekness and it will work for you. I see the work working for someone. I professor, I stand in my office and I professor over your life that this month will be the beginning of months for you in the name of Jesus. I professor over your life that you are rising up. I professor over your life that this is indeed a month of new beginnings, a month of new beginnings, a month of new beginnings, a month of new beginnings. Anything that fought you in January, fought you in February, fought you through June, fought you through July, fought you until now. I declare that that thing has lost their battle and you are imagining a winner. 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 Hey, hey, I prophesy over your life. It's a new day over your finances. It's a new day over your ministry. It's a new day over your, over your situation. It's a new day over your marriage. Over your For listening, for more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207 740 9960. God bless you.